Okay, take 282. Okay. <laughs> it's the charm. <laughs> oh, how are you feeling? Hmm? How are you feeling on this Sunday evening? Um, I feel okay. You know, I slept in pretty good. And um, I went out, I saw my cousin for a little bit today. And which is when I got the text from you. We were, we were just out and about kicking it for a little while. And I'm here now, child. Here getting ready to do this. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. It makes my heart feel so good when you be like, what you doing? Let's jump on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you, I was so grand. I, I was so grand when I when I left them today. I was like, it was like, so you're going to be hanging out? No, no, ma'am. Okay. I have just been requested for a podcast. They are eager to get my, you know, <laughs> they want to know what my thoughts are, honey. The world is waiting on me. Y'all continue shopping. <laughs> yes. We, um, it is 23 degrees up here. Lies. How are you surviving? 23 degrees and frigid. Okay. And windy. You better stay in the house. I mean, I got to I gotta make a living. <laughs> Listen, be like, I'd be like, I'm going to be working from the office until, until this uh, point, outside. I'm at this you. point, we polar bears. Because this is just what it's given. <laughs> Why you out of the cold? Why you just won't move out of the snow like that? I don't know. You know, I like four seasons. I do like I having like four too. seasons. I, I I enjoy four you seasons. You love them. Too. Y'all get y'all don't get four seasons. <laughs> they say it's colder places, but I, I don't want to experience them. Um, I was sitting here editing this selfie and. You know, that's why you should just take a selfie and post it because the longer you sit and look at it, you start nitpicking and finding things wrong with it and X, Y, Z. And it's just. So what's the selfie for? What are you using the image for? It's just a selfie because I I don't post enough photos. I don't take enough photos, especially these days. So I was just trying to, you know, bless the people Mm -hmm. with, you know. Hey, I'm alive. You give him something to talk about. <laughs> right. Give him something to talk about. I'm not feeling it. Uh, you, should, you should get use the same pictures you use for your for your uh for your online dating accounts, child. And them draws in snakes. Them took forever too. <laughs> <laughs> but they probably already seen those. I use pictures that are already on my social media accounts. So um, whatever's on any um, or whatever was on any dating sites, they um, it's the same pictures. Same pictures. You know, speaking of, I always switch my hair up. You know, I switch my hair up. Sometimes I cut my beard, you know, things like that. So it's so funny. So like when I'm on a dating site, Mm -hmm. um, if... I always have to, if I go through some sort of transformation, I always try to switch all my pictures to whatever I currently look like. So if I got a fade, I'll find all my fade, me and my pictures with a fade. Okay. Or if I got my hair grown out, I'll find out. Because I don't, you know, I don't want to like catfish people. <laughs> <laughs> so you try to go with however you're looking now, try to go with those mm-hmm. pictures. I've seen some people on there though with pictures of with all their different hairstyles and all their different looks or whatever. And some will be kind enough to say, uh, the picture with the green hair is what I look like today. <laughs> well, you know, I ain't been on it in so, in so long. Just, I don't know what they out there in these streets. Same, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So the holidays are coming up. You said the what? So you went to town on that tree. Thank you. Believe it or not, I actually want to add some more stuff next year. Because I well, so I love those trees that are so decorative you can barely see the the green you can barely see the tree. You just see like like full with decoration. You know what I'm talking about? Usually like in the magazines or I love the trees that look like that. So I'm going to add like bowls and more ornaments and like, you know. Who black? Because I want it to all look like, you know. Yeah. 
So, so are you go. What about color changes, though? Are you going to do the same color next year? You know, this is my third year using this color scheme, this silver and white color mm-hmm. scheme. Um, next year, I'm going to stick with it only because I already found the stuff that I want to add to make it full. And then after that, I'll I'll switch it up. But I it, I'll probably switch it to like a rose or something like that. I don't really care for like the traditional tree colors. It has to be something something chic and elegant. Yes. Okay, That's, well, those those like really I love those type of um, trees. But I appreciate well, the traditional tree with the with the red green and the, you know uh, I appreciate those. Just not mine, but I appreciate what other people have. <laughs> Well, hell, child. Maybe next year I'll put one up. Also, you decided not to put one up this year. I just, I don't really have the, I mean, I want to, but I'm thinking about this week. I don't have the time this week to do it, and if it ain't done already, it just ain't gonna be. It just ain't gonna be. Just ain't gonna be. So do you have a but favorite yeah, holiday? Halloween. Like dressed up or went to a party. Oh, last this this Halloween. Oh, what did you do? Child, well, I don't you know, think I had a show. Yeah, I had a show to do. So I um I had a show this Friday and Saturday before Halloween, because Halloween was on a Monday. Um so yes. I did two Halloween parties that weekend, um, where I dressed up and then I took the the actual Halloween day off of work. I didn't work that day. So I wanted to be home. I got me some. Not uh, you I took Halloween stuff. off. Let me tell you something. I'm taking it off, child. They, I take, I took, of course, everybody takes Thanksgiving and Christmas off. I'm starting, I'm taking mm-hmm. Halloween off too. Like that is my holiday. I really get into it. I, um, so I binge watch some of my favorite um, scary stuff, including. Uh, American Horror Story season three, which is the only season worth worth watching. Of course, and then it's worth mm-hmm. why it's worth following up. If you watch season three and then watch season ten right behind it, Apocalypse, which is yes. kind of like their continuing yes. saga, it is the perfect matchup. It is the perfect matchup. Although season ten pissed me off to the highest level of pissability when they brought back Marie Laveau, and within like two minutes she was dead again. It wasn't two minutes. <laughs> I was being gracious. It was more like fifty seconds. Oh my god! That's how. But that's how I am with um, New Year's. I will. Not, I cannot work on New Year's. You can't pay me enough no. to work on New Year's. My favorite holiday, and I will not work. I've done it before, and I regretted it. I don't care if I'm getting off at five, three, two, whatever. I do not want to. I want to get up and enjoy my day, and then turn the fuck up by the time the ball is dropping. Okay, so you might work New Year's Eve, but you're not working all the way up until no, no, no. That's what, no New uh, New Year's Eve is what I'm referring to. Oh, so you take that day off? I won't work New Year's Eve, and 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 then you're also off New Year's Day. But do you go back on the second? Right, right. But like because it's on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day is on Saturday and Sunday this year, we would go back on Monday. But I'm not going back until Tuesday. Got you. Yeah, see, for and me, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> See for me, New Year's Day, the day after are all the same holiday for me. So you gotta have them. You gotta have the eve, the day, and the day after off. You can't work those three days. They, they have to. For me, at least. You know what? When um when I was in the military, I had one year I had duty on New Year's Day. Okay, so uh, of course. You know, knowing me, I still went the fuck out and turned up on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and I some way, somehow slipped. Oh my God, that was twice in the military. I had twice I had duty on New Year's Day. So the first time, um, I remember slugging myself, and that's when I was on the ship, slugging myself to the thing after. Um, and that was as a matter of fact, that was the first time I had ever gotten drunk. Um, mm. and it was just it was just a mess and then the second time i had um i luckily i didn't have like watch or anything the second time or at least not in then in that morning time frame so we mustered and i took my ass to whatever the nearest um what do we call them barracks the nearest birthing 
uh-huh. and and went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Now, so how do you celebrate New Year's on the ship? Like, what do you? What, what was that like? How did they do that? Well, I wasn't on the ship when the ball dropped. I just had duty like on that day on New Year's Day. Oh, so you guys were docked in a different country at this? No, I was in the states. When oh. you're att- when you're assigned to a ship. It's like you still go work on the ship, like you will go work a normal nine to five. See, that's what I missed out. Even if you don't live on the so okay, let's say your ship is stationed in Norfolk or stationed in California, whatever. You go mm-hmm. work on the ship, but you don't l- have to live on the ship. The ship is like your job. Um, unless you're underway, then it becomes where you you know sleep, Wait, eat, and breathe. Okay. But when it's in Right, but when it's like you know, import, you're good to go. You just go to the ship to work, and then you can leave. Right. So it's see that's the part I I really missed out on being greenside navy is that I I didn't get to do the ship thing, you know. But I guess it's all right. It's cool. It's cool. I might have gotten seasick anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you, you know, dodged the bullet. Maybe you dodged a bullet. <laughs> I think I did. You were saying um, something earlier about you don't feel like the spirit of the holidays still exists or something like that? I don't. I don't feel like it exists anymore. Um, and I, I partly, I think partly that is due in part to um, to the fact that the essence of community Mm-hmm hardly exists. Um, there's no sense of tradition when it comes to holidays anymore. Fa- the family dynamic is just not as um, as it used to be when, when I was growing up, you know, because Christmas folks came home for the holidays. It was, it was an actual happening, an actual event. Um, those things don't happen anymore. Um, pageants and parades and you know, and some places still do these things, but I think people have gotten so beside themselves, even speaking about parades. Just this year, um, last month marks the first year anniversary um, of the that bloody Milwaukee parade. I, I don't even know what they're calling it now, but you remember um, the guy, uh, I can't remember what his name is, but he drove his car, his SUV through the parade. Through, the, through their Christmas parade. Okay, yes. You know, so then you so you have like things when communities have come together like that. If they were to continue and do it now, it's marked by something. It's scarred and and it's made filthy by something. And so now, who's who's really interested in um, in the spirit or the essence of these things anymore? You know, if you had told me, like, as a child, um, what the what the holidays would eventually look like, I probably couldn't have even fathomed it because that camaraderie and that sense of unity we had growing up with those huge holiday gatherings and family coming in from out of town and across town and things like that, um, I never. I thought that's how it was going to always be. Cause even then I imagined myself being adult, perhaps with children of my own and coming over, you know, like the other adults with their children and X, Y, Z and having that dynamic. Um, I did not know for a long time that I thought it was just my family that mm-hmm. shifted like that. And everybody started doing their own thing. And there was a lot more exclusive, you know and nobody really wanted to gather in one place anymore um and then as i began to talk to other people specifically people of color black people and they were all they kind of all most of them tell the same tale like oh it's only us or oh it's only me my you know my mother my father and their kids and their kids kids but that like those cousins and aunties and friends of the families and godmothers, God, not like everybody saying that no, they're a lot of people are saying not everybody that their family does not gather like that anymore for holidays, if at all. Um, it's with the exception of funerals, 
you know, I thought that I thought that was wild um, to learn that. What do you think the? I think the first thing I want to say is differences. I think differences happen, and I don't think um, a lot of people know how to be different and be together at the same time. Um, I can speak from my family's dynamic that up until even after my parents divorced, mm. we still did um, holiday stuff, especially at Christmas. You know, I, I enjoyed going out and finding a, a Christmas tree for my mom's house and decorating it. I used to go out and do um, uh, uh, scouting for like porcelain villages to create the little the little Christmas town. And we'd set them up after we made the Christmas, you know, deck the tree or whatever. We'd set the, 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 the village around the house and light them up. It was a very beautiful thing, like something that we... I started as a tradition for Christmas. Um, and then we would do the, what is it called? The white elephant gift. We'd invite people over, you know, it was, and then all of a sudden they became Hebrew Israelites. And so when they, what they viewed as a celebration when they were Christians, is now a pagan holiday that they must reject and resist and um, and then on the other side of that, uh, well, I won't get into the whole race thing about it, but mm. just that. Now, because they changed what they believe, and there is now a difference in in how they want to live. Those traditions that the ones that I started, you know, the one that I I I, I started doing a couple of years ago. Now that's gone. Mm. Nobody comes over to the house anymore, you know. Um, and because they they switch their faith, they're not even as social as they used to be. So, friends and family, even if they wanted to just drop by, there's no drop bys anymore because there are no friends and family right. to just drop by. And so I think that's what it is when people change, when they become different um, and not different in a way like them being shady or just kind of being, you know, off to themselves. But their life has changed because their beliefs and their paradigms have changed. And what we once did as a family, they look at it a different way now. Oh, God is not pleased with that. So I'm not going to do it. And it has changed the family dynamics. I mean, even through the divorce, that's changed. Me when I when I started dating Ray, and then when we got engaged, you know, it didn't. It, some things about that changed. Um, then they became Hebrew Israelites, and that's changed. Then my grandfather gets sick, and so he has to come and live with my mom, and that's changed. So it's there's nothing that brings us together. Even this last holiday, Thanksgiving. I went home just to go home, just to say, I, you know, not just to say I saw them, but I had some time to go see them. So I did. But there was nothing fantastic about the day. You know, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but it was Thanksgiving. It was a holiday. It's supposed to be a, a, a season of family cheer. It wasn't that. You know, that's so, that's so interesting because it was. Uh, the breakdown in my family was completely different from that. It had not necessarily anything to do with the change of beliefs and the celebrating of holidays, things like that. So my grandmother, may she rest in peace, um, she was kind of the glue that brought the family together. Like her house was, you know, the nucleus, uh, you know, right. for any and all gatherings pretty much. Now, even before she passed away, there began holidays slowly start becoming just the people that were in the house. Right. And, you know, everyone's and and every year a new tradition would be broken or an old tradition would be broken. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know part of it was her herself, you know, when she, um, in her later years, you know, 
when she, when she gone off her her juice, honey, you know, <laughs> she, she get the you know acting erratic and cussing people out. But you know, so I think that played a small part in it. Then, as a certain generation got older, that generation right before me, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed as if everybody wanted to kind of start their own traditions, if you will. So it's like now all of a sudden, you know, um, her sister or her sister's kids or, you know, her niece or nephew and their their family, they want to do something at their place. They want to, you know, mm-hmm. have what we had, what everybody had at her house is suddenly certain people wanted to have that dynamic in homes of their own. And that's totally understanding. You know, you have, you have your own family now and things like that. Um, but in lieu of that, that camaraderie that was between everybody, you know, kind of broke down, if you will. And so then you can just about imagine by the time she passed, it was never, you know, the same. Um, there are certain family members I have not seen since her funeral. You know, and that was in 2013, nine right. years ago. Well, almost wow. 10 years now. So yes. um, it's just interesting to see. And then, of course, over the years, drama. That breaks down, you know, the the right. breakdown of different relationships and friendships within amongst family members and things like that. And people getting into it and falling out and never speaking again and it's never the same again. And just all, you know, all those little pieces add them up. And I think that's why we are where we are today. Um, Honestly, me personally, I made peace with it a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I think partly from the fact of, you know, growing up as a gay black man in black households, we are pretty much like black sheep, if you will. Right. You know, right. so never really felt a place, never really felt that comfortable. And and at every turn, you was kind of reminded that you were different in some way, somehow, you know, and things like that. So I made peace with it because when I came into adulthood, I began to choose my family, right. you know. Um, so I chose the relatives that, you know, I'm keep keep that bond with and then outside of that i should my chosen family my friends you know and people i've met my friends my mentors you know colleagues and peers and things like that and so it kind of i guess filled that void if you will that was to come with the family not really being as cohesive as it is today um but I know everybody has not met. I know it still kind of eats some people up that we don't have that anymore or they don't have that anymore in their family, um, which is totally understandable. But, you know, it is what it is. I think there are so many. I was telling my cousin this a while back. Um, you know, when you're unlearning, um, especially in black families specifically, when you're unlearning those generational curses and that toxic behavior and you know you're trying to do different and, and educate your kids and educate the ones under you and things like that that also causes a breakdown you know because people who are stuck in their ways are not for that you know oh you stuck on the past oh you bougie oh you can't get over this and things like that and that's not the case is that i these people are like i'm not going to tolerate that anymore just because you're my mother just because you're my father just because you're my aunt just because you're my you know grandfather or grandmother you know what i'm saying and i think that has also across the board caused that great divide within you know family people want to protect their space they want to protect their peace their mental health Right. right and some of the instances that came up at those big family gatherings probably did take a toll on a lot of people emotionally it did, you I'm know, sure. Not for it anymore. So, you know, I I get it. I'll tell you but one see, thing. I don't go to funerals anymore. You don't? I don't go to funerals. At all. As a matter of fact, my grandmother's funeral in 2013 was the last funeral. We have had family members who have passed, by the way. But that was the last funeral I was in because the amount of drama and negativity and things that came out of that was so 
horrendous that I I never want to be subjected to that again, not even be around it or not see any my mother or my siblings in it. Right. So I chose to not attend funerals from here on out. I'm not a honestly, I'm not a funeral person anyway. I think they're sad. I think they're a waste of money. I think they are very much for everybody who is still here and not necessarily for the person who is their soul has departed. Okay. Right. You, I mean, I've seen families go in depth trying to throw these funerals, you know, and have these big, like, lavish send offs. And I get it out of respect for the person, but I just, I, I'm, I am anti funerals, you know. Right. Um, if you want to bury the body, by all means, do that. If you want to create, however you want to do that, fine. But I am, I am pro memorial parties or, right. you know, or, you know, things like that to, celebrate and uplift but the whole funeral thing you can miss me with it and i myself <laughs> do not want a funeral and yeah. i've told plenty of people i tell partners that i tell my closest friends i've told my family like do not waste your time okay uh cremate me and throw um, a motherfucking party okay partying <laughs> is what i would do, be doing if i was still here <laughs> you gonna let them know i think you made uh two Two valid points about your, your with your grandmother, and then um, choosing your family and being like, okay, well, just because you are related to me in this way doesn't mean that I have to put up with this. I don't, I don't know, and it's it's probably possible, but I don't know if you can have one without the other, because the generation that was like we talked about the glue that. We went to their homes. Everybody got together to go to auntie's house or grandma's house. That generation has passed away. But that was also the generation who were too old and stuck in their ways to evolve and progress with the generations. So although they had a sense of bringing family together, they didn't have the, the capacity to, to uh, be able to support the differences in each family member. You know what I mean? So it's like now that we don't have them anymore, we lose the sense of, of familyhood and we are gaining more sense of like autonomy as it relates to our energy, our feelings, how we deal with life, you know, um, the people and things that we put up with and put away with. But we have no, no cohesive family. So what, how do we balance the two? How do we now create in this time, because society has become so disconnected in a way, it's not just a family thing now. You can get a job without even being in the space. Mm-hmm. I can interview you without leaving home. Neither one of us has to leave home to do it. I can shop grocery and not have to leave my house to do it. The development of technology and social media has definitely had a bearing on that. Definitely. Yes. I totally agree. Yes. yes. Right. So we're not we're not moving in a play in, in a in a direction of coming back together. We're moving in a direction of more divide, more individuality, more separation, more exclusiveness. Um but the generations before us didn't have those conveniences. Mm-hmm. What they had was each other. In spite of the bullshit, they, mm-hmm. so they put up with it in so many ways. And now you might not have an aunt that would come home every five years because she don't want to put up with it. But every once in a while, a blue moon, you know, she might get that inkling, I, I got to be around family, and she comes home for that holiday. You know, the uncle... That's always out in the streets, drunk as fuck. You know what I'm saying? He come home for Christmas, he gonna have that barbecue together. <laughs> you know, the streets gotta wait. He, streets gotta wait for about an hour or two. But mm-hmm. it was it was just that thing that even if they did not have respect for the person, they had respect for the family, and that doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. It does not, at least not with this generation. I mean, so what do you do moving forward? Like about that? 
do you implement those same try to implement those same traditions um with your own family you know that you have or do you like try to wrangle in the, the you know the family that's already there and like what's the resolve i think maybe the best thing to do is true to yourself because that's the space we're living in and being true to uh, being true to your experience and that would have to include honoring somebody else's truth and their experience i would definitely love for my family to get back together for our traditional family experiences I would love to go out and do my porcelain villages like I used to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can't, I cannot, I can't help the convictions that they have. That's a them thing. And until, until or unless they address that, I have to respect that, you know, they're just being true to who they are. Mm -hmm. So who can I find that I can build with I can build this with and not all the time I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be Ray I thought it was going to be my spouse my husband Mm -hmm. Um, and then it turned out not to be that so I guess being true to myself I should have put up a Christmas tree I should have gone and and did my porcelain villages you know I should have done those things maybe I would have some simulation of a holiday spirit or I might be encouraged more, maybe more festive or or jovial. Um, But the truth of the matter is, is that the hallmark of holidays is family. You know, um, it's it's, it's what it is. And I can pull together as many friends as I possibly can and have a great time. But Mm -hmm. I won't have that hallmark. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if that the big hallmark exists for, or if I even care to have the big, like, you know, I still go to my mother's and it's me, my mother and all her children and then their children um, and or significant others. And with, and my cousins um, that literally live next door <laughs> to my mother. But like, I, I'm okay with that little tribe. I'm, I'm at, I'm okay with it. Um, every once in a while, I will ask, have we reached out and invited like my aunt or something like that, but, um, mm-hmm. who wasn't there back in, from a different side of the family. But, um, like I, listen, some people are so stuck in their ways and stuck in their convictions that I don't want to be subjected to that again. Um, I just feel like in that arena, the, the, the risk outweighs the pros. The risk outweighs the reward. You know, we, we could all get back together in one, huh? Are, are, have we become that sensitive? You know, everybody say the word sensitive because I hear it a lot, and I especially on the internet and things like that. You know, I don't agree with that word. I we have learned how to create boundaries. Right. You know what I'm saying? And saying that this is rude. This is nasty. This is disrespectful. This is racist. This is homophobic. This is transphobic. This, you know, this is anti-Semitic. People have, because the the last century and then even coming into this one, the first two decades, people were so brash and so, we were, I feel like we were numb to we were desensitized Mm -hmm. to things that should have essentially been a problem, things that should have been addressed, things that should have been, you know, stepped in and uh, had a line drawn in the sand. Yeah. Um, Am I sensitive if, you know, my cousin or aunt is saying some disgusting remark or bringing up, some past traumatic experience and doubling down on it as if they were never wrong. It's just things like that. Like I don't care to be bothered with that. I'm, I'm so at peace that I don't care to rehash that or, or have somebody with that same 
attitude that hasn't evolved in over two decades come into a room and you still you know it's all lighthearted and fun at first because you haven't seen certain people in so long and it's always good to see you but those true colors are still shining i even still i still hear things through the grapevine now you know that right. people say or have doubled down on or xyz and it's just like wow this person wow you still have that same mentality from 10, 15, 20 years, that's that's wild to me. Right. That's wild to me. And at the time, you were probably my age mm-hmm. that I am now. So, no, I don't feel like we're that sensitive. I feel like res- respect should be given uh, uh, all around, all the way around. And I, I feel think- like there's a lack of, there's a lack of that and you know, people still hold on to, you know, how things used to be or what used to fly or what used to, you know, it's not like that anymore. I think my experience has made me, my experiences growing up have encouraged me to be more stoic and very recently to learn to validate my own experiences. Because I think the last time and maybe the only time I've ever felt such a visceral reaction to a family member was when I was at odds with my dad. Mm-hmm. And it was so strong that either the mention of his name or hearing his voice, it was blood curdling to me. But my in my stoicism, I never showed it. I was very cold. And I guess maybe in a way I did, because at one point he asked me, you know, he was like, you make me feel like you hate me. And my re- my response to that was the same as I, you know, I gave to my, my brother. I, when I, I think I told you about how we were saying to my mom, you know, I think I ruined my relationship, you know, with him. And granted, I do, my experience with you has colored you to me in a different way. But I'm not about to give you any piece of emotion to either confirm that things have changed between us or to assure you that you are okay with me still. Because whatever you feel, you got to sit with that. When I walk into the room and you feel that discomfort or that that guilt or whatever, you sit with that. But that's not going to keep me from being present from uh, you know, in, in a family atmosphere or from doing something. My mama said to me a, a long time ago, um, we we went back home for my great-grandmother's funeral and some cousins of mine were there that she just did not care for after it's after they found out what they had done to me. But when we got, when we were at the funeral, I, I was okay with everybody, you know, even with them. But my mother was just like not having it. She was just not having it. And you can tell. And I, you know, we talked about it, but it was something about the fact that I was able to be in the same room with my violators and not have to feel violated anymore. I don't, I don't know where that came from. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know um, but that's just the kind of the space that I, I, I walk with, except that one time dealing with my dad. So I know it's possible to feel threatened and feel very sensitive about a person, their mindset and how they feel in in my space. But I've never met that. You know, that's the thing. I don't feel like I've been in a room with violators or X, Y, Z makes me feel like a violator. But the thing is, because I'm familiar with your ways and who you are, and I always listen, I listen, I listen. Um, and, and I watch, you know, and you can always pretty much gauge where a person stands, you know, mm-hmm. and because I know better based on my experience with you, I'm I'm sitting on ready. I'm sitting on edge because I know you are liable to say or do whatever the fuck you normally say or do. Right. And I don't want to I want to be at ease. I don't want to be sitting on ready, especially around family. I want to be sitting at ease. I want to be enjoying myself, you know, listening to music, playing games, you know, drinks flowing, whatever. Um, And 
because I don't feel like that could that much that easy of an environment could exist um around that larger part of the family mm-hmm. i'm just like we good you know and you know we good love you from a distance i also find it remarkable if yeah. you will <laughs> that it's <laughs> always the aggressors or the shit stirrers that are always like why why are y'all so stuck in the past? Uh get you know, get over it type of thing. It's always the aggressors. It's never the ones that, you know, were quote unquote victimized, if you will. It's always the people who and it's like, oh, everybody's just supposed to get over it or get past it or whatever. You know, I get that I get that part, mm-hmm. but that's not for you to tell somebody. And maybe people would get over things or not be you know, leery of you if you be accountable for the shit you've said and done and or still say and do. Right. But family if you members- take accountability instead of double downing or still being your, you know, problematic self, then perhaps there'd be a larger conversation. Perhaps some of that camaraderie and unity would return to mm-hmm. families you know, in relationships, but it's not, so. But alas, families are made up of people and people are people. Correct. All kinds of people. And so for that, for whatever their nature is, not to say that you have to just get over it. Can we practice some some sort of stability within ourselves where we don't have to sacrifice family for holidays. What's that? What would that look like? You know, they used to say, uh, uh, you know, a, a link don't, uh, a, one link in the chain, or so, how does it go? One, it take two chains to, to rattle or something like that. You know, pe- like I said, people, their families are just, you're going to have these members who are going to just do these things. Mm-hmm. But if we're stable enough within ourselves not to feed into that energy, or to give it thought, even in the in, a, in the face of it, I, I God, I hate to you know how I do it with, with scriptures. I, I don't mm. like to do it, but here we go. Here's a scripture for you. God encouraged his, uh, or was it Jesus who encouraged his disciples that when they go out and preach that they should not be phased by the countenance of the people. Because some folks are just not going to be on your speed and they're going to let you know it, but not be phased by it. Can we not do that? Can we be in this world and not of it? Can I see you step in a mess and not join you? Can, can we do that? When did you get back in your bag religiously? Because at some point you had so far removed yourself from that. <laughs> I'll still remove. Trust, trust me. <laughs> I'm still a hop in the skip, honey. A whole hop in the skip. <laughs> but this is this is what I've come in my evolution of myself. Mm-hmm. I believe in the potential of all things. And so I don't accept everything and I'm not married to anything, not even my own thoughts, because they can change Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But there's potential in all things. And when I find a potential, I I pocket it. When I find something that makes me uh, deal with the world better, deal with myself better, I put that in my pocket. If it's a perception that I might feel would help me later on, you know, because your spiritual walk is for you. Whatever you gather, that's for you. And if you can share it, then share it. Don't get upset with the person if they don't receive it. But it's really for you. So I'm I'm not in the religious bag. Trust and believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I do find some gems in potential. Okay, I get that. I get that. Yeah. I always say Christmas, um, because Christmas used to be my favorite holiday growing up. Just everything about it. Um, and I still love the, I still love a lot about the essence of Christmas and just mm-hmm. like that whole, that whole spirit, that whole atmosphere and things like that. But I do say that Christmas probably won't feel like 
Christmas again to me until I produce a family of my own. Yes. You know, um, because I'm not a kid anymore. So I think the only way that joy would return, that type of joy would return back to me is if I could pass that on to my kids and give them the type of atmosphere we had, you know, on at 6 a.m. Christmas mornings, you know, and things like that. And, you know, just can barely sleep the night before and things like that. Um, no, but I think know. just seeing them have mm-hmm. that and have that experience like I did would kind of give me that feel that nostalgic void, if you will. I think you made such a point that I want to I want to look at it maybe from a different perspective. Perhaps Christmas isn't because, like you said, the children could possibly mm-hmm. rekindle that that essence for you. Maybe in in so many ways, Christmas isn't Christmas anymore because children aren't children anymore. Kids are not what they used to be when we were kids. What are they? Child, they're androids. (laughs) 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 You know, I mean, but, but think about it. Who has who has their pulse really? On technology and 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 with the with the quickness they pick it up, the children. And what are I what still is, enjoy toys and things like that. I know that technology has a chokehold. Okay, just like it has a chokehold on adults. Okay, it but um, I think there's there's still there's still that, um, and I see it with my niece and nephew who are one and two. You know, there's still that. You know. Technology is one thing, but there's still that that joy children get from other things as well and can appreciate and enjoy that as well. I mean, they'll throw it down I, and I, hop back on that phone, but for for some amount of time. Right. <laughs> you know, the but other kids get I think that, I think that exists on the playground at school. But when you know, they're more interested in the, they don't play with with like uh, little action figures like we used to play with. Now they're on Call of Duty. They're 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 good times on the internet. They interact on the internet. So it's I don't know. I mean, be, it was just Listen, we are in the the age of technology. So I mean, <sighs> there there isn't much you can really, you know, and consumership is roaring. <laughs> So there isn't much, you know, it is what it is. I used to jaw drop that the kids sitting on YouTube watching other kids play video games or watching other kids play with toys or whatever. I'm like, this now this is a little this is a little weird. But listen, hey, you like it, I love it. I there's nothing I can really um I'm you know, if and when I have children, I'll do my damnest to try not to have. But, you know, kids get influenced from everywhere. School, they spend mm. most of their time at school, right? So mm. they're going to pick up so much and get so many ideas and they're going to come and they're going to want, you know, what their friends have been talking about in school and things like that. So, you know, you even as a parent, you could probably try your hardest to, you know, try to keep that tradition of, you know, what yeah. you had when you were a kid, but baby, uh, Apple and Android is some tough competitors when it comes to kids. So, yeah. <laughs> and that www, that www, honey. So, okay, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know but I just, I just thought there was, a, there was a correlation. The holidays have changed, especially when you said it like that. You know, maybe you'll get it back through the children. Um, yeah. They might. They just may be the gatekeepers. If we can, if we can come back together for the sake of children knowing who their cousins are, for the mm-hmm. sake of children that's, having, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. So, I mean, even that. Are, I think that that might be the way. If you can't get over it, and I hate to say it that way, see another side to it. Because I don't mm-hmm. have to deal with. But I would love for my cousin, my my child, to know their cousins because mm-hmm. they they let them have a chance 
at relationship. Let them. I, I was talking to some some people yesterday when I was at work. This guy uh, found a a little triceratops uh, toy out in the parking lot. And when he came into, into my classroom, he put it on, on my desk. And it reminded me, I told him the story about my cousin, who whenever we got together for family, you know, celebrations, we'd always play dinosaurs. Always play that. If I, when I have children, will they be able to do that with their cousins? Because as it stands, I have nephews right now that live in South Carolina. If I have any children, they're going to be over here. How often are we going to get mm-hmm. back and forth? What will motivate us to come back and forth, if not the holidays? Mm-hmm. And we'd be just stuck cutting it up at funerals. And not everybody and gets there it. There you go. Man. <laughs> it's crazy, but, you know, all in all, I just, <clears throat> I still enjoy the holidays mm-hmm. how, how I can, you know. I was um, going to say, do enjoy how. The family, nah, nah. <laughs> the family that that I am still close with, we make the most of it, and of course, my friends outside of that, you know, we turn the party, and you know, it just is what it is. Um, you know, who knows what the future holds. Um, but thank you for always answering the call and getting on here to unpack with me you know we you know i imagine this conversation about holidays going in a completely different direction but we can't help but get so (laughs) damn deep in everything we talk about (laughs) i'm supposed to be lighthearted about the different holidays and xyz (laughs) and and we the red the people for filth (laughs) (laughs) Why the hell family dynamics are so dysfunctional now? And, yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I live for this and I live for you. Uh, I live for supporting you. Um, and, you know, we this is how we, we converse anyway. Like, we even in regular phone calls, we do call yes. and talk and keep and whatnot. But it's going to come to a point where we, we come to the car. That's how we do it. 